we should do this whole podcast in robot voices. <laughs> I disagree. Paul Newman voices? Also veto. Lizard voices. That's a lizard voice? I don't- Heidi ho, everyone. Heidi ho. Heidi ho. Here we are. Heidi ho in the snow. Uh, This is what we're doing. Unfortunately. We are here. We are cold. This is gear related. A peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. (laughs) 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 Chills. I'm Heather. That's Ben over there. Hi, y'all doing? (laughs) I'm good. This is the time of year we hate all you Florida listeners. Yes. (laughs) But we also love you. Invite us to your house. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you have, you've been over there like in a mad scientist laboratory kind of vibe <laughs> with some giggles and well, snarky comments. Uh, so I, I was having a conversation with somebody who I've known for uh, quite a long time. And uh, we were just discussing stuff about the automotive repair industry. And mm, since we're peeking like under, the, uh, under the hood of the Ooh. automotive repair industry, he, he asked me a question that I was like, wait, people don't know this? So I was like, We oh. don't know a lot of stuff. <laughs> you keep it secrets. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. I don't know. So this is one of those great examples where you actually get a peek behind that curtain. Okay. So the question he asked me was like... Um, well, how do you know, like, say I'm, I bring my car in and uh, you tell me it needs a water pump and you, you tell me how much it's going to cost. And we break that down into labor and parts. Uh, mm-hmm. he says, well, right. how, how do you know how much to charge me for the labor? Because it's magic. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it, he owns a car that somebody else doesn't own. So we have just think, think right. about every car is different. Yeah, every car is different. Exactly. Um, and Think about how many parts are on these cars. How do we know as mechanics how long it's going to take to do a water pump in a Prius and a heater core in a Jaguar? I mean, that's a lot of knowledge, right? Right. It's just just not something that you'd have off the top of your head. Exactly. We just can't pull that out of our head. So what they have for us are labor guides. (gasps) These are repair labor guides. Now, who's got those for you? All right, these are the three big ones. You have Chilton, and you have All Data, and you have Mitchell. Oh, okay, that sounds familiar. Probably because you've told me this. Right, right. Um, These are the three big ones. Um, They are supplied through subscription fees. So, and that's the other question. I so so a shop kind of like picks one that they like and exactly. Okay, I can just access these subscriptions, Mm -hmm. put in the vehicle information. Search through the parts. Here's what I'm replacing, and boop, up comes a labor guide. This is how long it should take. So I could, you would say something like, "I have a 2017 Honda Accord. Need to do the water pump. Will it tell you like what parts you're going to need, and then how many hours it's going to take? It generally, or, or what it's going to cost. So it will give you a repair procedure. Okay, and you can read through that procedure. And th- this is this is something that you should do too, because a lot of times it'll just tell you the labor time. If you're looking at um, a certain aspect of uh, of the categories built into the system, you're like, okay, two point one hours to replace this. But you, what you may not know, if you don't two point one hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing. It's all done in tenths. 
So it's 2.1 to 2.9, and then you go to three. It's all done in tense. Okay. Or six minutes. As oh, are. that's a six minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. going to take me six minutes or 0.1 to do this job. Okay. Um, if you go through the procedure, it'll actually tell you how to do the repair, which is smart to do because say your water pump, I have to take the intake manifold off to get to it. Well, That's going to take longer. Now I know that I'm going to need to replace the gasket. So I have to put that on my parts estimate. And I may not, and I wouldn't have known that if I just looked at the labor guide, right? Right. So it's, that's, right, you need to use the whole thing. Right, and that's how we get our parts list too. So, what's the? Is this just like uh, the three different companies? Is it just? Are they like set up different ways? So it's sort of a matter of preference. Are they all pretty similar in what they would charge for a water pump in my 2017 Accord? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Um, they for for the most part they are very close in hours to replace. I, I worked at one automotive repair shop where they had both Mitchell and all data. And I would check the labor times on both. And for the most part, they were really close within one tenth, if not the same labor time. But so then there within were other times. Six minutes. Exactly. <laughs> but then there were other times where it's like, wait, Mitchell's calling for like six hours and they're like all that is calling for 2.4. What's the discrepancy here? Oh, that's weird. Okay. So, but I mean, that's, that's more rare um, in some cases, but yeah, there, there is differences between the three of them. Um, just a quick guide to how we build estimates. The service writer asks, right. they discuss with the technician, like, well, how long does this job take and what parts do you need? Well, first the customer comes in and they make the sound right. that their car makes. <laughs> If we, needed, we did an episode on that. We can only hope, right? <laughs> right. Um, now, here's here's the strange thing. Mm-hmm. This where this where it gets interesting, at least from um, as far as I'm concerned. I, I find things interesting. Maybe you guys don't find them all that interesting, but whatever. No, it's totally interesting. Please <laughs> okay, <yeah>. continue. <laughs> um, so I I tell the, the um, my service writer this job takes two point five hours he mm-hmm. builds the estimate tells all right, tells the customer all right this is how much the job's going to cost now what happens right what's that magical procedure between the two or what happens if i finish the job in an hour <gasps> or it takes me three and a half hours to do it as opposed to the two and a half hours because again these are all estimates right what do we charge the customer? they don't they don't know that the bolt is rusty and takes right. 20 minutes to get off so, so what do you think we do i think you just go by the book that's if correct. it takes longer yeah we just we build two point five, regardless if it took me an hour or three hours. Now, but it shouldn't take you an hour. That's crazy. Well, unless you're like you're an octopus and you have eight hands. <laughs> and that's that begs the question: Why is it fair? Why is it fair to charge someone two and a half hours for a job that took an hour? Um, and this is why we have a standard labor guide. Um, one of those reasons is technicians have to pay for their own tools. And this is um, something that makes the job easier. So if this technician oh. spends $15,000 in tools to make his, uh, his jobs easier and takes him less time to do it, does that mean he shouldn't get paid? He shouldn't get same? paid. Right. Or I mean, she. And there's also training involved, too. Right. That's we, true. And all that training has to be paid for. If the guy has done it over and over and over again, he gets more and more experience. The labor time says it should be 2.5, but I've done that job 50 times. I can do it in 10 minutes or Whoa. an hour. Well, probably, you know, I couldn't do it in wow. 10 minutes, but. But you're more efficient. You're more experienced. It's going to be a better right. job. And that explains why it's fair to the shop. Why it's fair to the customer is 
if it takes me three or four hours to do that, maybe it's because I don't have the experience in that particular job. Or your dang or, car's all rusty and we got to fix it. Exactly. And we'll get, we'll get to that in just a second. Um, and Or maybe it's because I don't have the tools necessary or that make that job easier. Does that mean that the customer should have to pay more for that? Absolutely yeah. not. And that's kind of why I think it's it's fair. Right. It kind of is a wash. Right. Now, here's, here's what you're talking about, like the rust and stuff. This is where we get into regular flat rate versus severe condition flat rate. Ooh. Yeah. So some of these labor guides will have two different estimates uh, to, to develop labor time. One is the regular standard labor rate, 2.1 hours to do said water pump in a Prius. The other one says, well... This particular car lives in in Rochester, New York. <laughs> <laughs> and, and is five years old. Yeah, exactly. It's had five winters. Right. It suffered a lot of uh, of humiliation and just... No, it's just, it's had some challenges. Okay. It's had some, it's a, it's a environmentally challenged Prius. It's weathered. <laughs> it's weathered, right. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good chance that your car could fall under the severe... Uh, condition flat rate, which those estimates would be a little bit higher. So that's one thing to consider. Um, and this is according to, I better tell you this because I want to, I want to get my citation, right? Yeah. Um, credit where credit it, is that's due, right. mister. <laughs> uh, this is according to. Uh, patter, patter. <laughs> Debellasubs.com. Just... No, it is not. <laughs> Although they are delicious. I don't think that's the the accurate uh, website there, buddy. I know it's really not. <laughs> let me give you. Do, the, do, let me give you. Do, do, that's do. not helping. <laughs> let me give you the correct website, which is itstillruns.com. Itstillruns.com. I love that. <laughs> Unlike my brain. <laughs> uh, okay, so repairing cars in geographical regions that experience severe winter conditions and where sand and salt are applied to the roads, i.e. Rochester, thank you, for an extensive amount of the year are much harder to work on than areas that do not. Rust and corrosion often require more tools and more time to replace the same part, regardless of where the car is located. Regular flat rate and severe condition flat rate are displayed in the guides under the same component being looked up to replace. Okay, that's good. Now, here's the next question that I think is important to answer. Who decides what these labor times are, right? Right. Who's like, this guy? <laughs> yeah. Where, where does Chilton, All Data, and Mitchell determine how long it takes to replace a part? Like, they went to Mordor. They went to Mordor, exactly. Okay, cool. In a Ford Pinto. <laughs> My precious. Gollum would totally drive a Ford he Pinto. Would drive, he would, well, he fit in it nicely. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is according to Mitchell's website, right? Labor times pos uh, possible begins with the experience of our team of in-house labor editors, many of whom are ASC certified, including... ASE quad master technicians with a minimum of eight years of automotive repair experience. Okay, so they say, okay, this is a reasonable amount of time, not too fast, not too slow. This is how we can do this efficiently, but also right. correctly. Yeah, and if you don't know what a quad 
master it technician. Means four. Is. They have four different certifications. <laughs> yes, four different master certifications. Like what? In four different areas. Well, for for instance, myself, I'm a master technician in automotive repair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also you can you can get a master's in uh, service writing, right? Service writing, diesel technician. Oh, uh, and collision. Oh my goodness! Now I will say that there that uh, there are two very different departments. Um, like if you subscribe to all data, which we do for your service repair, I do not have any labor times for collision. Collision is completely different. Right. So that's a whole that. nother right. ball game. Right. Um, Mitchell again, Mitchell one creates labor times that reflect how long it should take an average technician with average experience equipment and motivation to complete a, re- a repair on an average vehicle in an average shop in average conditions <laughs> per their website. And so average. Average. Okay. Uh, their labor times are created by following a long established methodology using proven procedures based on field research, time studies, information supplied by vehicle manufacturers, as well as feedback from automotive uh, professionals all over the country. Oh, so apparently, and I didn't know this. Um, and now that I do know this, maybe I might take advantage of this. (laughs) If you do a job and you see the labor time, uh, and you're like, there's no freaking way Whoa. that we could do this job in that time. You can actually contact the uh, labor guide companies and they may take your feedback and take your feedback and adjust their estimates. Okay. That's nice of them. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is unforeseen variables because this is the big one. What you're doing your water pump. You tell your customers it's going to take me 2.4, uh, 2.1 hours to do this water pump mm-hmm. in this Prius. But you have um, to go through the snorkel f- gasket right. thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a bolt breaks. <gasps> and now I have to drill something out. And, and then we got to repair that. going to take like five hours, right? Mm-hmm. So who pays for that? Now, I will tell you this. Shops are going to be different. And it varies from state to state. Mm-hmm. But that is a question that needs to be answered. Yes, it Who does. Who is going to be paying for that? And it really depends on how the estimate was presented to the customer. And this is why this is so important, why service writing is so important. Because once you tell, and you have to provide a written estimate. Mm-hmm. If you go into a shop and they're like, well, you know, it's going to take as long as it takes. I'm not really sure how much it's going to charge you. Probably around, eight, um, uh, I don't know, $4,000. Yeah. Could be 400 bucks. could be 1200 bucks. Uh, you want to do it or not? You do not run away. That is your that is your run answer far, far to that. Away. You are do not want to do that. Um, most states, and I'll give you an example. One, this is the uh, according to the Auto Repair Act in Illinois. States can, uh, repair shops cannot exceed ten percent of an estimate or the agreed upon dollar amount. So if your if your shop is telling you it's going to take four hundred and fifty dollars to replace whatever. Then when you go they to pick your car up, exceed that. they cannot exceed 10% of that. So, okay. if it's, so they could go up to 500 if needed for unforeseen circumstances. Correct. Okay. Correct. Now I will, I will say this. We do this and a good shop will do this is they'll prepare the customer for this. So listen, um, there's some rusty bolts on here. I'm, I think there's a good chance that one of, them might, one of them might break. Yeah. If it does break, here's the process that we're going to have to do. Are you okay with that? And then from the customer standpoint, if you're okay with that, great. If you're nervous about that, 
agree upon a dollar amount with your um, with your mechanics. Say, listen, five hundred bucks is my max. I cannot exceed that. And if the and the mechanic, if they agree to that, then that's the most you will ever pay. They cannot exceed that if you both agree on it. If the if the mechanic says, well, mm-hmm. I'd love to, but there's a good chance it might go over that. So maybe we better take a step back and talk about some budget concerns and um, maybe doing this another time or whatever, right. you know, really work with the customer. But, but yeah, as you're, you're right, as a consumer, look at your state laws because they do vary. But for the most part, figure that based on that written estimate, they cannot exceed that by much. So basically on your written estimate, you're going to see something like, okay, here's the job, here's the parts, and the parts doesn't really change. We need this many parts unless something else happens unforeseen. Right. And then the labor, you'd go through your all data, I almost said Stilton, like it's cheese, Chilton <laughs> and or Mitchell, and this is how much the labor rate should be. Right. So are there any instances where you are like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to do this water pump. And you get in there and you're like, oh, it's not the water pump. It's this little gasket for the water pump. We don't actually have to replace the whole thing. Yeah, we actually experience that um, a lot of times. And so... There, Please there are, tell me you don't just go, eh, we'll just fix it. <laughs> we'll just do it. No, we, we do not do that. Because, um, uh, like, I mean, you're, you're in the medical field. You know about laparoscopic surgery, right? Or exploratory surgery, right? Because yes. they're not quite sure what's going on. Right. We'll do this a lot with customers saying, there's a leak. Now, this is where we think it's coming from, but we got to take some stuff apart to do that. So we'll authorize an hour, two hours, and the customer will say either yay or nay. Um, if they authorize two hours, that's two hours of labor. When we get to two hours of labor, we stop. If we haven't figured it out by then, then we authorize more time. Um, hopefully we would estimate how long that we need to, to determine what the cause is. But yeah, there are times where it's like, yeah, it's definitely the water pump. And we start taking stuff apart and we realize like, oh gosh, you know, we couldn't see that hose that was attached to the water pump. And that's actually what's leaking. So we just fix that for 25 bucks and here, and this is where we take a step back and say, if we can do this job cheaper than what we told the customer, just do it. Mm -hmm. We're just going to replace that hose. Customer's happy. We're happy. We just got a customer for life. That's, you know, that's, well, yeah, that's the, that's the shop I want to go to Exactly, is a place that doesn't, you know, right. Be shady about things and, you know, do work that they don't need to. If it's more expensive, if we get down there and say, oh crap. It's not the hose that we thought. It's actually the water pump. We stop. We call the customer. and say, this is how much money that you agreed to spend. We have not gotten to that because we haven't replaced the part yet. It's going to cost you more because we realize it's this part. Right. And if they say, no, I don't want to do it, then we put it back together and give it to Perfect. them or they authorize the new amount. And a good service writer starts to learn you know, from what the taxes, like, I, I assume you guys have a, a little conversation about, yep, this is what it looks like, but it could be this too. Absolutely. So then they would sort of prepare. Absolutely. Uh, because a lot of things are, you just can't tell, um, because there's just, to be honest, there's stuff in the way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's cool. It's good to know because yeah, sometimes you're like, how did you, do you just like have this little spinny wheel in the back and you just <laughs> flick the little thing and actually, see what it, st- actually, <laughs> it lands we, we, on? We do have a magic eight ball. <laughs> <laughs> I do not suggest. If, if you ever want to see this, like, no, legit, we do have a magic eight ball. That's it's hilarious. Um, you shake it and it you and it says like fuel pump. Oh, good, we got a diagnosis. Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> yes. that is really really funny. If you guys want to see this, ask me about it next time you come in the shop, um, and then we'll show it to you. I don't recommend using it though to no, diagnose your vehicle seems, though. That doesn't seem. Um, the last thing I will say about flat rate is, and, and the, uh, unfortunately there are shops that don't well, do this. And that's the, the, I guess that would be my second question. Let me let you finish. Okay. I'm going to let you finish. Oh, okay. And then I have a question. Okay. I'm going to give you two examples. One is, uh, that we experience a lot because it's a, it's a, a component in a Toyota that fails a lot and it's a control arm bushing. Now, there is an engine mount right above this bushing that prevents you from taking the bolt out. Okay. So if you look up the labor time to replace that bushing, it's like it's like 10 to 12 hours to replace this Whoa. bushing. Right. Because when they estimated doing that, they determined that you had to remove the engine from the car oh in order to get to that gosh. bolt to change out this bushing on the control arm. We realized as technicians really quickly that you could unbolt the engine mount and before raising the engine out of the car, all you had to do was get a jack, put like a wood block on it so that you're not going to break anything. You put it on the engine and you just jack the engine up a little bit once you take it and then you can get access to that bolt. And so it really takes us about uh, two hours to do that bushing. That's better than 12. Now... By law, we could charge the customer, if they agreed to it, 12 hours to do that bushing. Do we do that? No. Absolutely not. not. Our shop does not. But it also, I've seen in my experience, I was talking to an automotive instructor who was um, an expert witness in a case where a customer was suing a repair shop for. expenses that the customer did not believe they deserved. And the reason why that is because she went to get a light bulb replaced <laughs> and they, they pull the car in, she's waiting. And then five, 10 minutes later, they say, yep, your car's all done. That'll be $300 or whatever the what? amount was. The amount was high. Uh, and she says, why is it so high? And it's because the labor time in the book says it's supposed to take 1.5 or two hours to replace this bulb. That's dumb. But they, but it doesn't take that long. It's, it's just one of those quirky little things that you come across on a rare occasion. And this shop charged her full price for, for the it. book time. What and our jerk. instructor had to testify that that's what the book time is. If the shop is going by book labor time, then yes, that's how much they charge. But it's a, it's totally a bunk thing to I, do. Yeah, that's a great way to lose a customer and, and the 400 other people that she's going to tell them about. Right. And that's why it's important, I guess. I mean, I don't I don't know how to defend yourself against that other than to to talk to the shop, get that written estimate. When they provide that written estimate, if it's like something like a light bulb and they want to charge you like $300, that written estimate probably didn't cost you anything to get. 
go to another shop and just have them double say, look, these guys want to charge me $300 for a light bulb. Is this legit? Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Get that written estimate first and don't, don't be afraid to get a second opinion. Yeah. If your spidey sense is tingling. Absolutely. Listen. Yeah. Well, my question that I was going to ask you is with, with the flat rate by the book, doesn't that, does that also kind of indicate what the technician is going to get paid for the job? Yes and no. It depends on how the shop's pay structure is. Oh, okay. So um, like if they're hourly or, or flat rate or whatever, Exactly. Right? So a technician, if they're, on a, if they're on a flat rate system, now this is just pay-based. We're not talking about estimates for, for customers. We're just talking right. about how the technician gets paid. Uh, the, on the flat rate system, say the job takes 2.1 hours, regardless of how long it takes that, te- that technician, that technician bills 2.1 hours so he, gets, he or she gets paid for 2.1 hours. So that sort of gives them a little bit of motivation to get the better tools and, yep. and use their time very wisely. Yes. Um, and not, you know, get on their f- cell phone screwing around right. and taking more time. But that, that seems better because if you get somebody who's trying to milk the system hourly, right? you know, then the cust- then that would seem like it would get a little now this- fuzzy about how much yeah the this shop is a this is that. a huge debate I'm in sure. the automotive industry whether or not to pay technicians by flat rate or hourly um some shops will say um flat rate because those technicians they need the motivation to get things done in a timely manner right and then the other the other uh, owners will say well we don't like technicians cutting corner and trying to do the job as fast as possible right so we want to pay them hourly um, now there's, there's pros and cons to both systems. Um, and I'm not going to get into, uh, all of them, but I do think that, um, motivating your employees in one way or the other, you can do it on both in both systems on a flat rate system. You can motivate and, and incentivize them to do a, to do a good job. And on an hourly system, you can motivate, uh, in, in other ways to get them to well, do a job. But. And you just have to sort of keep an eye on things and if, if your technician is, you know, flying through jobs to rack up the hours. Right. And here's the other thing. You might want to just, I mean, and, and honestly though, if they're doing it right and it's fine, then great. Good for you. And if they're not doing it right. And if they are cutting corners, that car's going to come back. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? That customer is not going to come back a third time. Right. You know, so we got to keep we, an we, tell, we, we joke. I think I've said this on the podcast before. What is it? Uh, we always have time. We, we don't have time to fix it right the first time, but we always have time to fix it twice. Yes. Yeah. That's not a good way. That's no. not a good way of doing business. And, and our technicians know that. Um, so it, we, we pay our technicians well because we want them to do a well, great right. job. Well, and it's a, I mean, honestly, being an auto tech is a sweet, sweet job. <laughs> It sure is. It can be a nice job. All right. Well, I like that. Now I understand my estimate a little bit better. Good. I'm Good. so happy. <laughs> Me too. So I hope that answers everyone's question about how labor works in the automotive field. I tell you, it was it was a lot. Like it took me a lot of digging just to figure out how the uh, labor guides determined because right. I always, I always knew where to get them, but it, I never, it never dawned on me like, well, where do they get yeah, their labor are, times from? Do they have like a whole the crew that just takes cars apart all day? <laughs> They're like with a little stopwatch. Go, go, go. Tom. Exactly. It's crazy. That's funny. Well, here, there we are. This is it. We've done it. <laughs> We've done it.
We've done it. You've done it. Yes. I just sat here and looked cute. <laughs> well, if you guys have questions about, you know, if you if you want to see more stuff behind the, the curtain, hit us up on Twitter at Sean Auto, Sean Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, or our website, www.shonauto.com. And, you know, you can feel free to leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. We'd love to hear from Please. you. And subscribe and tell a friend. Phone a friend, tell them, <laughs> talk to them, and we would love it. We hope you stay warm. Yes, please do. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.